Welcome or welcome back to Meet Us in Paris, the travel podcast about everything travel. I'm your host and I'm here with my co-hosts, Sen and Nicole. And today we'll be jumping into some of the most interesting travel topics that we've recently encountered. So get ready, um, get ready to explore and be inspired by, by the topics. Okay, cool. Well, today we have some off the beaten path travel news to share from the last month or so from how Paris is allowing people to swim in the Seine again after 100 years or how your stomach may be a secret to eliminating jet lag. We're going to cover it all. So let's jump right in. Well, all that and more coming up after the short commercial break. Remember that. Stay tuned. Meet us in Paris as we dive into the captivating world of travel topics in the news. Medicine Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, and notes by Nicole. Looking for a new career? Check us out at ce.uci.edu for our career boosting courses. Looking for some trip ideas or getting the most from your vacation? Check out notes by Nicole at n-o-t-e-s-b-y-n-i-k-o-l dot com. Okay, I'm gonna start, and I I think the um, the river. Hey, wait a minute! Had, we didn't what? say hello to Nicole yet. Hi guys! Hi, Hi. Nicole! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we forgot about her. You know Hi, what? I think what happens is you and I are like, "Hey, I'm here! I'm here!" You need to just step on us. <laughs> I know. I have to just say hello first before exactly. you get all wild up. Okay. What's up? <laughs> Can't wait to see what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> we're very prepared. It's all good. No, I actually, I was going to talk about this news. That a Danish man visits every country without flying in, uh, without flying. So in a decade, it, I guess that's, it says 3,512 days, which means he went to, um, I mean, I'm here. I found it. I remember seeing the name of I'm in countries, he said, and he needed 10 separate passports and he only spent $20 per day. What? Isn't that crazy? Um, he Where's has that? a blog and of course, Instagram. And I'm really curious to go see. Um, he looks like a really happy guy. The blog is called Once Upon a Saga. saga. And I mean... So he didn't fly, so he probably took a boat in different, different well, you, places. You, you, wow. We're going to have to look it up. But, I mean, you, you would have to take boats, trains, uh, Everything. boats and train buses. Uh-huh. You know, Hiking and I mean, different. Probably yeah, walk. yeah, yeah. At some point, so he probably I just, Yeah, it took him a Oh, I thought it would take a maximum of four years, he said. It took him three and a half wow. and a little fast. But, um, so... Anyway, it's just really an interesting adventure. Like we could have a movie or a series about this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, so what I, I thought was interesting was he's married. Oh, I didn't imagine. His, his 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 <laughs> wife didn't go. You know, she visited. Anyways, I just thought it was. Could you imagine doing some a lot of this? I don't think his wife would went with him on all these trips. 
I wonder if she met him, met up with him in different places, right? Just to keep it going, keep the relationship going. It's funny. He says that when he came back to his town, um, you know, like the whole town was there waiting for him and they played when the saints come marching home. <laughs> so, but he's Danish. Well, so how interesting. Anyway, I, that was a good one. I had seen it um, a little while back and I didn't dig it and in, dig into it until now. Um but anyway, that was fun. I'm I'm intrigued and will continue to look into it. If I find anything interesting, I'll share next time. So if you want yeah. to read about the article, you can find it in Men's Journal, Google, Danish Man Visits Every Country, and then you'll find the article. Um, it's it's kind of an in, it's short, but it's a really interesting one. And then it has links to his Instagram, which is kind of kind of cool. Yeah, what so, Zen said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Are you next, Zen? I, I guess so, because okay. I'm talking. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so mine comes from CNN. This actually came out a couple of months ago. And the headline is, Paris to bring back swimming in the River Sienne after 100 years. And let me read a little bit about this. Paris okay. plans to make the Sienne the centerpiece of the 2024 Olympic Games with long-term efforts to clean up the river, allowing swimming events to take place in its waters. When the French capital hosted its first Olympic Games in 1900, swimming competitions took place in the river. And the Parisians actually used to bathe in the Seine for centuries until it was banned in 1923 due to the uh, due, due to the pollution. But of with course, the cleanup, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and actually, the same thing is if you look at most rivers that go through cities, usually, typically, you see they're a little bit too polluted to swim in. Exactly. Um, yeah. So they've been trying. They know they knew that the river was going to be used in the Olympics, which I think is cool i'm kind of <laughs> curious to hear yeah. uh, you know are they just going to do swimming but couldn't they isn't there some types like a boat races that they do yeah like sailing I, yeah yeah, sailing races. yeah or like sculling or something like I'm that sure right? canoe isn't the, the right word but <laughs> yeah so um and i didn't hear any words um and apparently um people are starting to swim in the cn right now so uh, yeah, but it's not supposed think? to happen until next year. Um, well, the Olympics is twenty twenty four, right? And but, can you swim now? When does you it know, start? They oh, show some pictures of people swimming in the river now. I don't know if it's open to the public I yet. I think I I yeah. heard on the radio something like that. There's going to be like three different locations where people can go. It's not like a free for all. Everyone can jump in. Um, and and like you know little areas where you you shower you put your stuff away kind of like a beach or a little you know i don't know club area type of thing so yeah. i don't know if i would want to swim in there to be very honest i don't know yeah. what's the difference though is it like cleaner or so that was part of the article so if you ever gone driven around in an rv um the thing is that when you go to a campsite they I think the term is called boondocking is that you can actually hook up to water and waistlines. So if you use a bathroom in your RV, okay. your poop and such is flushed into um, flushed into the sewer lines. Boats that okay. were along the side of the river, 
used to just flush that right into the river. Into the water. Into the water. So now the boats are required to park and essentially like the equivalent of boondocking. So when all their waste actually goes into the sewer lines and not into the river, and that's part of the reason why the water is cleaner. Got it. Okay. So they must be doing some other things. And then in 20, actually, here's the answer to your question. Um, the from 2025, the public will be able to swim in Sien in three bathing sites. That's uh, what I picked up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, strangely enough, it's called a uh, Bras Marie, but Bras is spelled like bras. Um, bras and Bercy. I don't think I don't think I want to show off my dad bod, so I I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna, like not I do think. That. Yeah, I don't know if we oh, want to see, like we, we were saying earlier, you were saying Americans um, yeah. in the Seine River as we're going through Paris is probably not something I would like to see. No. So it can't yeah, be nice. And farmer's cans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. And also, what are those things? Co- I'm completely ignorant and I should know this. I think, you know, the little, the, the, some people live on the side of um, of the Sien with boats, or they yeah. have the little small. I can't remember what they're called right now. Anyway, I would say those House people boats? do their waste. They're really boats, like you were the... saying. Are they, uh-huh. are they? Um, like you were just saying, of the waste, it's still probably going to be there. I don't know. I, no, I'm no. Not what I'm saying in. is, those boats are required now instead of dumping into the river or dumping. They, they have, have to, to connect do. up to the yeah, sewer line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I misunderstood. Got it. Okay. Still, I will, I'll yeah. wait a few years. Not that I'm going or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wait until everyone else everyone else has tested it out and come out with all of their limbs <laughs> and no additional toes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be the first to, to grow a mutation because I... A Parisian like, m- mutation we'll of that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would travel oh. just to get in that water? That's an interesting. Someone will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait for the Thames to open up. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for London to open up. <laughs> wow. Gosh. That's really cool. Interesting. Anyway, okay. Well, well, that's good. Um, Paris. What Paris. about you, Nicole? Yeah. I actually found an interesting one. Um, it's also from CNN Travel. Um, and the title is The Airline Lost His Bags. He crossed the Atlantic to find them. Um, I thought this was really interesting because my first thought was we, we've we talked about trackers before, the little yeah. Apple AirTags. Why was this person not using it? And this is an article from last month. So we know that these people probably know about this technology. But it interesting story it looks like um this man and his his wife and daughter uh were in uh europe and flew back to miami and their bags got lost um and instead of waiting for the airline to figure out how to get them back to them um it looks like another person who happened to be in the airport where the bags were uh, just kind of hanging out yeah <laughs> uh, contacted them and let them know that they saw the bags and so this man decided to fly back from Miami all the way to 
Europe. It looks like it was uh, Florence specifically. Um, and to my to my question earlier, it looks like they did not use back tags. So I don't know if I would fly back just to get my bag. I wonder what was in them. <laughs> I didn't think of what was in them, but yeah, maybe something really important. Because I think airlines can. Oh wow, that's dark. <laughs> I was going to say the airlines pay road. you for. And now, now we know Zen's brain. Yeah. <laughs> now you I know Zen's brain. That. Uh, how interesting! Really dark. I don't know. Um, I like the tracker story that you gave us a few episodes but, back. I like that's just better. <laughs> but isn't that a really good bar story or or a story for CNN apparently? But I mean, so what did yeah. you do this summer? I went hunt down my luggage. I went back my to Venice to find my luggage. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they must have had a light news day for that one. <laughs> yeah. But I guess they have to have some light stuff in there, right? Yeah. I mean, anyway, you usually crazy. like file. It is you crazy. file like claim for whatever you lost, and the airline should be like compensating you for that. But I think that there weren't any. I, I don't think I read all the way to the bottom, but it doesn't seem like there were ashes in it. So maybe it was just for the adventure a bit. Now that that Hunting sounds down. like a something a, like a traveler more like wholesome. A, uh, yeah. Okay, there more <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> All right. That's um, mine. Okay. Um, the one that I have is I, I didn't say what it was before. It's at CBS News, and it's the best time to book holiday travel is mid October. Experts say so. It's an article about. You know, the time to book the travel. And I'll read you a little bit. It's the lead economist at Airfare Tracker Hopper advises major holiday travel uh, booking by October 14. So it's supposed to be the sweet spot. Yeah. And you should book both Thanksgiving and Christmas travel, not just Thanksgiving. Um, and, and I mean, it. It goes into, you know, to get your reservations a couple of months out. So pricing, you know, can kind of be like what you wanted. This was interesting that they have the airfares trend um, have gone down. And I don't know. I was just looking for airfares this weekend and I didn't see that. I mean, the prices are still high. Um, Hover reports the domestic flights averaged 226 round trip for Labor Day. And that's 11% down from the previous year and 20% down from 2019. So I guess people are flying less. Who knows? But um, my travel is is um, international, so that was painful. And we were looking at Thanksgiving, and that was also a little painful. So, um, yeah. so And I'm in the sweet spot without knowing it. That's what we were doing this weekend, looking for for things have you either one of you tried booking or looking into holiday travel not yet i feel like for my family we like the first hurdle is understanding where we want to go um and once we figure that out we start booking things and unfortunately because we're it's like five different people coming from different places in the country the coordination just, the coordination takes a while so unfortunately i feel like every single year 
I don't take advantage of this window okay. um, because it takes us a very long time to figure it out. And we end up paying, you know, average prices, um, which I feel like will probably like between an average price and a last minute price, there isn't really a big difference sometimes. Yeah. Like it is what it is for the next three months because it is like the highest My peak period for travel. After looking at prices this weekend when we were looking for things, I think we've decided this is the last time that we're going to go visit family um, during these holiday times. And we're just going to wow. go visit them when there's a really cheap fare and go. Because this mm -hmm. is... It's hard. Um, yeah, especially do you know when that is? Like January second. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's 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 strange. I mean, oh. it's just like all the hotel prices. I've actually done this before. I'm ready to do like, it on on January second. To be very honest, because yeah. the prices are crazy. I'll do it. Well, I don't care. Also, if you fly on a holiday. I tell yep. you what, flying like on New Year's Eve yeah. is really cheap because no We've one wants that. to be on mm -hmm. a plane. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. I'll 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 do it for a cheap flight. You know. Yeah, um, I have done that in the past and it has worked beautifully. And sometimes there aren't a lot of people on the plane, which always surprises me. But you know. But usually they have like a party and they hand out champagne or something like that. That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. That's so, I'm still we're still playing with a couple of airfares but um like i figured if one of them is on a holiday like that i do expect something <laughs> flying on christmas is crazy too i've uh, done that yep. on the 25th think, yeah. to me christmas is on the 24th huh? because it's the night before but um i hear you christmas on the 25th you mean yeah i you know i've mm -hmm. flown and i was like flying in asia and you would think that asia not being a christian christian i was going from where was I going? I think Hong Kong to Taiwan. I was going to Hong Kong to Taiwan. And you would think neither are necessarily considered Christian countries. And then it's just like the planes were empty. You know, didn't matter. It's like I was totally happy and psyched with the yeah. ticket. So and yeah. I got to I got to spend part of Christmas in um in Hong Kong and part of Christmas in Taiwan too, which was kind of weird too. Interesting. Well, when I wrap up our, our bookings, I'll share with you what what the heck. Okay. Sounds good. I think we'll wrap it up this weekend because we need to finalize everything. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was a really I really enjoyed like little that just made me think a little more. Okay. Oh, Who's so, next? So Zen? here's here's one that I thought was interesting was it, it's not necessarily travel, but it's it's um, another country. Is that in Japan they actually there's they made a okay let me just read it this candy tasted like <laughs> nothing why do people miss it so flavorless candy a convenience store product in japan spurred debate over what the taste of nothingness tastes like if anything so apparently in japan they actually sold in the candy aisle and packaged like um candy something they called flavorless candy that's what? amazing i want some no that's a great what? gift <laughs> i want one too and and when i saw that i was intrigued let and me read a little bit of it okay so yeah yeah okay a flavorless candy appeared briefly in japanese convenience stores and that may never be sold again <gasps> we consider yeah. this news it had no taste by design. Even its name, flavorless candy. Yes, actually, it was flavorless question mark candy. 
yes with a question mark, suggested more of an absence than a presence. But people in Japan are still talking about it, and in some <laughs> cases missing it. And this that has given the product a sort of mystical allure. So I read the article a little bit. I can't remember the full everything, but essentially because of COVID, everyone was wearing masks. And because everyone was wearing masks, apparently they were saying people's mouths were always dry and such like that. And oh. people were kind of sick and tired of eating candy, yeah. always having something sweet in their mouth. And all they wanted was something in their mouth to kind of make their mouth, you know, salivate just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so they created this <laughs> flavorless candy. It was available in Lawson. I have a um, Lawson's is a convenience store like 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. And I, I got a sidetrack on this because <laughs> Lawson's is a convenience store from Ohio. When I was a kid, there was Lawson's everywhere. I never seen a 7-Eleven. But convenience stores are so popular in Japan, it was purchased by a Japanese company. And now there's no Lawson's in the United States, but Japan is filled with Lawson's. So when I went to Japan... When I saw Lawson's, I'm like, that can't be the same company. I thought they went out of business. But sure enough, it's the same freaking convenience store that I had as a kid in Ohio. Ah. Um, but anyway, That's seven pieces cool. cost a buck thirty-one. And um there you go. They they uh flavorless candy. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. That's they should bring it back. I want to try it. What I does the flavorless taste like? That's I found- probably so confusing for your brain. Like when you're putting <laughs> it in your mouth, you think it's going to be one thing, and then you, you like, yeah, that would I would short circuit, circuit, uh, short circuit, short circuit your brain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, I, contradictory. The, the thing that yeah. the only thing I can think of is, would it be like sticking a glass pebble into your mouth that dissolves? You know, as I'm have you ever here, done that? I'm sorry? <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever done that? <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, yeah, look, as a kid, I put a mar- I didn't swallow it or anything, but I put the marble in my mouth. Is I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> because you could. <laughs> I, just be- because I could, exactly. Uh-huh, but yeah. That's what we do stuff. Uh-huh. You know, it's All like right. taking a... Uh, anyways. That was good. What, what that was heck? a good one. Okay. Very interesting. I have one too. Yeah. Um, kind of a different topic here. Um, and this article was from the New York Times. Um, and the title was "Latest in Wellness Travel: The Menopause Retreat." Well, that's um, very that's very right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> in like forty in years. In like a couple of years. <laughs> too much no, information. <laughs> It doesn't feel like it's something interesting to to talk about, even if you're not in menopause. Okay, let's uh, see what the know, heck. I'm having you know, menopause. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like spas and resorts are offering programs that target perimenopause and menopause. So you see, you don't have to be in it. You could be pre-menopause. Uh-huh. Um, and it looks like this is this article talks about one specific um, hotel. So Six Senses Hotel and Spot in Portugal in the Douro Valley um, recently took a three-day retreat um, or hosted a three-day retreat 
uh, to help people to deal with night sweats, migraines, and joint pain. Um, and they had a whole agenda tailored to this um, to like nurture and balance aging, changing bodies. I think this is really cool. Very like niche, but yeah. wellness is trouble is a thing. 50% of the population is going to deal with this. I don't think it's niche. I think this could be huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, niche in the sense that, I mean, happy it's targeted kind of like, yeah. It's targeted, but I don't know if, so, if that many people know about it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I think, I, I, I guess it's like wellness. I think it could be huge. I think it's amazing. Oh, actually. yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the I, I just looked it up as you were talking and the... Um, I guess the place, the location, the resort is Six Senses, Douro Valley uh -huh. in Portugal. I want to just yeah. go to that. If Yeah, I mean, it looks like we it, all need some wellness travel. Oh, my goodness. With or without menopause. Absolutely. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> or menopause. Or Everybody. Oh, my <laughs> God. This could be like a goal. Does it say how much money this thing costs? No, it does. Oh uh, actually, I just found it. Yeah, it says the uh -huh. retreat includes meals and access to the center grounds. $299 plus accommodations. Uh, room starting at $145. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. $450? I'm going to go like, look. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Okay, very nice. I will Thanks. definitely go look this up. Okay, that's. I like this. Very good. Nicole, good one. <laughs> I can like share this and stuff. I know a bunch of people. <laughs> I have a friend. <laughs> okay, this was cool. Right. One last cool. one or we done? I don't know. What do you think? Do you have it? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one last one out. And okay, go. Okay. The last one is I think this I've read about this. I've heard about this before, but I've never actually seen it written. The article comes from sciencealert.com. Your stomach could be the key to fighting jet lags, scientists say. Uh, oh. So, as you know, we all... I, I'm just going to give a general synopsis of it. The every, We all know that when you travel, we all get jet lag. Um, we talk about different ways to, so you don't have the jet lag, but what they're saying is... Your stomach helps you reset your clock. So one of the things you do is if you go into another country, you got to get up and eat breakfast when everyone else eats breakfast. And that okay. will be part of the things that will help you reset your your, your time clock in your head. And that's quite... And, and actually, I had heard this because when you go fly internationally on a plane, ever notice that in the weirdest time and it seems like a weird time of night all of a sudden they start serving you food yeah yes. when everyone's yes. sleeping that's yes. trying to set you up for the new time zone oh that's why they start because it seems like you just fell asleep or something happened or whatever and then all of a sudden it's they start serving food and it's like I don't feel like I slept a full eight hours or four hours or whatever, whatever, but it's trying to reset your biological clock so you can get on. Okay. On I time. feel really silly that I didn't figure that out, but you're absolutely right. I didn't I figure it out either. Yeah. 
I didn't figure that out either until someone or I read an article about it, but now they have scientific proof that it actually works. Well, if it's scientific, then it must be true. Yep. There you go. (laughs) All right. That was a good one. Okay. Interesting. We learned stuff. I really liked it. Let's see. Um, I guess that's all for today, right? Um, It's a wrap. Today's episode of Meet Us in Paris is um, done for today. Thank you all for joining as we explored in the latest travel topics in the news. We hope you found this episode enlightening and inspiring for your future adventures. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Um, So, yes, thank you. Uh, Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education and Notes by Nicole. Nicole, I'm going to let you give a little talk yeah. tell us your url and what is what is notes notes by nicole what is so that? first of all <laughs> the website is notes by nicole uh nicole is spelled n-i-k-o-l dot com and it is a travel blog website where you can find various types of uh, blog formats downloadable maps and insights from the destinations i've traveled to I also recommend checking out um, all of the discounts that I get or that actually you can get through me uh, for any travel gadgets um, or even an away bag. I know everyone's starting to think about the holidays. So if you yep. want to if you want to buy an away bag and a discount, check out my website, notesbynicole.com. Awesome. But if you need a career boost or looking to increase your workplace knowledge, don't go to Notes by Nicole. You should go to <laughs> UCIDCE. Um, check us out at ce.uci.edu for the, our professional courses. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep exploring. The world is waiting for you. See you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Hear you next time. Bye.